0: And you can find that link in the show notes. Welcome to the show. I had the privilege of chatting with intuitive reader and life coach, Rachel Horton White. We talk all about patterns and blocks that no longer serve us. She gives us some tips on how to identify the patterns and practical tools to rewrite and release them she leaves us with a transformational challenge that will produce results in your life today. So be sure to listen until the end. Welcome to She Grows, a podcast for soul-guided women entrepreneurs ready to grow their income, impact, and inspiration. Each week, we're going to explore how to align to the soul of your business and grow it from there. I'm your host, Allison Scammell. Let's get growing. I often say one of the most powerful things I can do as a coach when working with a client is to help them release the patterns and the blocks that are no longer serving them. And that is the topic for today's show. And I spoke to the perfect person on this topic, and that is Rachel Horton White. In attempting to merge the spiritual with the everyday world, Rachel Horton White of Soulful Work Intuitive Consulting helps people who are feeling stuck to break subconscious patterns release old fears and trust their intuition. Rachel is a hypnotherapist, intuitive reader, life coach, mindfulness teacher, and has a meditation podcast called The Courageous Path. I had an absolute joy speaking with her on this topic, and I hope you receive as much from it as I did. I'm so thrilled to be joined today by Rachel Horton-White. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Of course. Thanks for having me. So I really, really love this topic that we'll be unpacking today, and that is the Releasing Stuck old patterns or blocks that are no longer serving us. And it's one of the most rewarding things that I do as a coach is holding the space for others to identify patterns or blocks that are there that they didn't even know were there. Mm -hmm. So tell us, Rachel, about your journey to releasing old patterns and how doing this transformed your life and business.
1: Well, the beginning of my awareness that I even had stuck patterns that needed to be released in the first place began about 15 years ago when I went through this painful breakup. It was the end of an engagement, and I was in grad school in Georgia, and I went through this period of depression and was drinking a lot of wine and was losing weight and just didn't want to get out of bed in, in the morning or do anything, really. And My sister sent me the book, When Things Fall Apart by Pema Chodron, which you may have heard of. Um, It's an amazing Shambhala Buddhist book. And I learned in that book, it was like my Bible, that I am not my thoughts, that I do not need to listen to these negative thoughts. And that in that situation, it was about, am I ever going to meet anybody? Am I going to be alone forever? Relationships, right? And I realized that I had been blaming all of my ex-boyfriends for things they were doing wrong, and I hadn't been looking at what I had been doing to contribute to the patterns of relationships that ended, you know, this ended, some of them ended badly, some of them just ended. And I wanted to break that pattern of attracting people that really weren't Serving me ultimately, so it took a lot of self inquiry, and I started doing meditation regularly, um, and it was really Buddhist meditation that taught me a lot. So that was the beginning of my path. Was really right there, and then I met my husband, had two children. I was in nonprofit management as a career, working in social services, but I was in another stuck pattern, which was my career, and I it had been about 7 years in this one job and i was grinding my teeth at night i was crying i was angry i was just so frustrated with my job and i would complain all the time and it's just you know the definition of insanity is expecting this a different result by applying the same approach and so that was really my what i was doing <laughs> um and and the pattern the pattern <laughs> right and then um and i and I, but the the difference was that i didn't know how to get out of that pattern because i had been trained in this field, and I—that's all my experience was in nonprofits. Um, so I didn't know what else I could do. I had done tarot cards, and I had always been interested in spirituality. But I was my ego was like, "Well, what are you going to become? A professional tarot card reader, and that's going to be your career." And so I—I I didn't connect. I couldn't connect those two. Um, so this—this this is a story I tell, and a lot of people. But it was our babysitter who said you need to hire a life coach because my daughter did and she quit her job the next day. And I was like, yes, I don't know what that is, but I want to do that. <laughs> so I did. And um she helped me. um And this was after I had my daughter, my second child, who was, she's now four and a half, but I had stopped doing meditation. I'd go to yoga, but I was still just feeling really stuck. Um, so she said, "You need to start meditating again and also talking to something higher than yourself." So I did those two things, and that's when it led me to really uncover that i that I don't that I can take it way, way more beyond the fact that I'm not my thoughts, but there's divine guidance out there to help me. That there's this thing called the ego that is this you know not all bad, but there's this real negative aspect of it that consists of fears doubts worries negative self-talk and that when we can learn and what I learned to separate from to identify what it was telling me and how it was trying to keep me safe and how it was trying to keep me from sharing my gifts um because it was worried I would be ostracized persecuted just be different um, that I could it was a free it was freeing my I was freeing myself from that that cage, really, that comfort zone, to then start doing this. And I will say, <laughs> I, and I started this business, soul for Work Intuitive Consulting, um, and I give full credit to my former coach because I would never, like 100% never have done this if I hadn't had somebody encouraging me and giving me the sense of confidence that I could um, do this, that I could make a living from my own spiritual side and um, helping people uncover that in themselves. Yes. That's so beautiful. So I want to like back
0: up a little bit and talk about patterns. How do patterns show up in our lives that we aren't aware of? Like you you describe it in your story, but can you tell us how this often shows up for people and how they – we go on our business and we don't even know they're there Getting back to that whole definition yeah, of insanity, right? And, then and I we think,
1: keep getting frustrated at the results, right? I think the best way to identify the pattern is through our feelings, and you know, it's it isn't this isn't an, a con, isn't really a conscious thing that we do is saying, like, hmm, what are my patterns, right? But usually, well, we're first we're noticing this seems to keep happening. Why does this why do I keep getting in jobs that aren't fulfilling me? Why do I keep getting relationships where the same type of thing keeps happening or whatever it is? Why do I keep having the same type of health problem and so then you're you start to see there's a pattern happening and then it can't be this external focus like I was doing anymore like it's all their fault <laughs> right. um which is you know not everybody does that that's what I was doing but um and we don't always want to say it's all all my fault but there's something going on that I, that needs to be looked at. So that's the first step is the awareness of it. Um, but I think people, you know, we don't really know, like I didn't, how to stop it. But I, what I teach people now is you, can, you can't necessarily identify the thoughts that are creating the pattern or the behaviors that are creating the pattern. But you can identify the feelings and then through your feelings of anger, frustration, sadness, whatever it is, what are the thoughts that might be contributing to those feelings? And this is the tricky part, and this is where you and I make a living from this, because because it it is almost imperative for somebody to get help from another person, to help them pull that out of them. Because when you're in it, you have all these thoughts in your head, and it's very difficult to kind of zoom out and have a bird's-eye perspective of what are these thoughts. However, it it is possible to do with the practice of meditation because you're able to more easily look um, at what is coming up in your own mind and what might be true and what might not be true. So I think, you know, it's hard. I'm, I'm trying to kind of—it's tricky to boil down the essence of what creates patterns, but I think ultimately what creates it is obviously our own thoughts in the moment. But where do our thoughts come from? our life, our experience, childhood, things that we have experienced over and over again and in our brains start to get wired and this is a, you know, um this is some there's something with the neural pathways in our brain that literally get embedded and we just keep thinking the same type of thought. We keep getting drawn into the same habits which may not be helping us. Um so I'm hoping that answers your question, but if that's what I what I have learned is that, you know, like I said before, the awareness of it then begins the process of saying, well, now I want to do something about this, and and I want to change these patterns. And literally, just saying I want to change it creates an opening for change. And so, whatever will come next, whether it's meditation, connecting with some kind of higher power, spiritual power to help guide us knowing that we're always guided to people that can help us as well. And that's our intuition, learning to trust our intuition. All of these things can help us then, you know, dislodge that really embedded or start to rewire some of the wiring in our brains to create space for what really our higher selves or that loving part of our souls wants for us, which is to move past these (laughs) negative patterns. Right, right. One of the feedback
0: I get often from clients is, you know, we got more out of our three sessions together, Allison, than I have had in 10 years of therapy. Yes, (laughs) yes. And I am a believer in therapy. I've been in therapy. It's like not all therapy is bad. However, I think a tendency in therapy is to replay the pattern over and over. Yeah. Like if you had a trauma from childhood, let's talk about it yeah, and then next week let's talk about it again. Yeah, and then the week after let's talk about it again. Yeah, and at some point you need to stop talking about it, process yes. those emotions, and say, yes. "How am I going to release this and separate from it yep. exactly, mm-hmm. and create something different?" And I think, yep. good coaches and good therapists can really hold the space for that to happen. Yeah. So um, this podcast is for primarily for women entrepreneurs and for anyone else who feels called to listen. But getting back to old patterns and how they show up, how have you seen this specifically hold back women entrepreneurs as they try to grow their business?
1: It's it's difficult enough to, um, first of all, be – I mean, I work with women who are spiritual entrepreneurs particularly. And so it's difficult enough to share a spiritual side of yourself with people um, because not – We've been taught that that's something you just keep private, you know that it's that everybody has their own beliefs and you don't want to impose. um but so adding to that, the fact that you're now trying to make it a business of it and feeling like you as a woman, especially to being in business, it can there, there's so many um, there's there's some potential for so many blocks that can come up. so for me, you know i I teach people what has worked for me. And what I what has helped me, and I um I've learned that the, you know, one of my mantras is just try things out, experiment, know that you're going to probably make mistakes. I mean, not probably you will make mistakes, <laughs> things will fail. Um, and you, you know, and then there's that that question, well, what's the worst that can happen if they do? You might be embarrassed, you might feel a little bad, but if you Start to tell yourself, "Well, I don't know what I'm doing, or I I shouldn't be doing this, or I'm not doing a good job, or people don't like me." Those are all those negative ego thoughts, right? And they can stop us. And if and if we listen to those thoughts, then we can it, we can get paralyzed and just kind of go back into hiding. So, I think you know, listening to some of those thoughts that can come up and saying, you know, I I don't. Have to listen to that. I hear that thought, but I don't need to believe that. Um, and for me personally, I feel like I have a mission <laughs> to do, and I and I think that for women spiritual entrepreneurs, really coming back to why am I doing this? Because I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help people, right? I'm trying to help the planet, and we need it, right? <laughs> Especially now. So. You know, and I think we're it was, as female spiritual entrepreneurs, we also can get into this very easy habit of comparing ourselves to others. And how this person's doing that, and there's so many people doing Reiki or, you know, life coaching or whatever it is. That why should I do it too? Um, and what I believe, and I've definitely worked on a lot for myself, and I teach people this as well, is that you we each have our unique soul gifts, and we're each needed. So you, yes, there may be somebody out there that. Is doing Reiki or something, but they do it in a particular way and they resonate with a particular audience that is different than the audience that you're gonna resonate with because you each have had different life experiences. You've had you bring different perspective, and people are going to want to work with somebody that they feel comfortable with. And they don't know why they work, they want to work with a particular person versus another, but it's about that resonance, right? So I think. You know, the, for me, what has worked to work through these, you know, negative thoughts, these negative patterns, has been absolutely hundred percent important to have a practice of meditation daily. At least five minutes is what I do in the morning, most mornings, and sometimes more. Um, I have two young kids, so it can be tricky. And then having a really strong spiritual connection to some kind of divine guidance. I especially like angels because it's such pure love energy. Um, and then working on that ego, you know, what Write. right. I do. I'm a big fan of writing. I do writing myself. So doing some targeted reflections to separate from what might really not be true thoughts, writing letters to parents as much as they probably maybe <laughs> were helpful parents or they tried to be almost definitely. We all have some stuff that we've picked up from, from our parents that are not serving us. So writing, To them, a letter doesn't necessarily have to be given to them, but thank you for what you try to teach me. But this is no longer serving me. I want to grow, I want to move past this. So, um, in my experience, it's it's all these things. It's like bringing in these different modalities, these different approaches that eventually you're like, oh, I feel like something's shifted and I've released some stuff. It takes time though. So, um, but yeah, that's what has helped me. (laughs) And in my experience, is what seems to help other people. Yeah. Um I love that
0: and I I find it fascinating as well the what's happening in our subconscious or the blocks that are there. And I think that we don't talk about enough and even even the spiritual community um doesn't talk about enough the role of past lifetime on our current lifetime. So lifetimes that we've not even we're not aware of or we don't And what I always say with past lifetimes, it's all need to know. I don't feel like I need to go back in all my lifetimes and just relive it all. But there are certain things that have happened that we've carried forward, and it's good awareness to know where this pattern truly originates from, and it's even before our childhood. And just having that awareness, like, oh, that's why I tend to do that, can be kind of relieving. Absolutely. Yeah, it can kind of create that space for that change to occur. So. How do you help people access things happening in subconscious that could be from things we've forgotten about as a child or coming in from a past
1: lifetime? Well, I'm a hypnotherapist, so that um, – and by the way, I did not plan to be a hypnotherapist. It just I was just guided to it. It kind of landed in my lap. Um, but it is one of the most powerful ways to clear out some of the negative associations, patterns, habits, behaviors, beliefs, whatever whatever they are that are stored in the subconscious mind and that are pretty deep. Um, And so if you're out there listening to this and you've tried all the stuff that we've been talking about and you're still feeling stuck, I like to say often that's when people find hypnotherapy. I I did myself, Mm. and it was Um, life-changing. And it's subtle. It doesn't happen overnight, not the quick-fix pill thing, but um, it is— you know what what happens in hypnotherapy is that you are guided into relaxation a relaxed state just like a meditation but you're taken deeper so you're relaxing parts of your body and with through the guidance of a hypnotherapist and you're really just allowing your mind to um kind of drift away and the power of suggestion takes over through the hypnotherapist's words so one of the suggestions would be to you know, to guide you into a visualization of a safe place in nature, and that's a place usually that you um, you sit, you come up with a place for the client based on what they really like. You know, if they like being in the woods or like being in the ocean, you'll use that. And then it's kind of simple, actually. It's like you're you're you help that person help their subconscious clear out the blocks through metaphors of you know, literally some blocks on a path or um removing a heavy backpack or you know these different metaphors that are that are that you just say you're sub you have these blocks and it's you want to remove them. Um, there's different approaches for hypnotherapy and then you bring in all the good stuff you know this life you want to create um is in store for you once you clear out these blocks and so the different the reason it works in hypnotherapy versus just listening to you know reading that is that, in that relaxed state, you're in the, um, not quite in Delta, but I think it's Alpha or th- Theta, the brainwave state, Your the ego mind is just kind of resting. It's not able to block those suggestions because often it says, nope, that's not true. No, that's you can't do that and don't listen to that. Um, so then it's you're, that subconscious part of you is able to receive it. So that, for me, And I've noticed for other people is is not everybody does gets hypnotherapy. Not everybody it may not be necessary for everybody. But I am a firm believer because why not, right? Yeah, (laughs) we all have it absolutely. Um, And so it's 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 really amazing how subtle it can be. Uh, I will say that it's um, you can listen to you know hypnose self hypnosis stuff online. I put some of that stuff out there on my podcast as well, but. It's helpful to have a a person who is listening to your exact words. This is the power of, you know, the intake, because the actual hypnosis is only about 25 to 30 minutes. But before that, you're listening to the person's words and using their words and the specific things that are their that their blocks are connected to to in this in the script in the hypnosis session. So um yeah, and past life regression is part of that. I do that as well. And that's and that it's a different form of hypnotherapy helping people um, connect with their past lives, although with past life regressions, you're instead of just sitting there passively listening to somebody else's words, you're actually talking, and the hypnotherapist is asking you questions. It's a very different type of session to help you um, pull out whatever you're picking up on in that past life. So it's, it's I just did one yesterday. It's actually fast. It's amazing. Unbelievable. I take detailed notes and I'm going to save them because <laughs> some of the stuff that people share is really incredible.
0: Yeah, I agree. And like I said, I feel like the role of past lifetimes in our current lifetime is just, I think it's misunderstood and it's not yes. um, its not uh, considered often enough. Um, yes. And so I'm really happy to hear that you are doing this work and um, and the way you are doing it i think is is fabulous. One i'm also an emotional freedom techniques practitioner. Mm, mm-hmm. So EFT is also a great tool yes. to dig into that energy body. Uh-huh. And, yep, tapping, yep. Yep, and you can bring up a block that was triggered in this lifetime and just say, "Hey, I want to call in all the times that's been triggered in my my soul experience." Yes. Um and release all the blocks that are occurring me and it, and as you said, all of these tools, I think, are rarely one and done. And it's right. not like one tapping session. It's going right. to release all the blocks. But it's going to start. It's going to get the train yes. in motion. And and it's going to get your momentum going in, in that direction of mm-hmm. clearing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that in this process of identifying patterns and releasing them, it's sometimes helpful to know that the patterns did serve us. I mean, they're not mm-hmm. a bad part of who we are. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes we have a pattern... Of putting up a wall around ourselves. And I've noticed with my clients when we really unpack, like, where did this wall come from? We see that it was to protect them. Right. Usually in a part of their lives where they didn't have protection. They didn't have right. a parent protecting them. Yeah. And so oftentimes the walls saved them, yeah. right, from destructive behavior or whatever. So now they're an adult and they they have their own protection systems and all of, you know, all
1: that. So the wall's no longer serving them. Right. Right, um, just convincing the so it's really just convincing that inner child part of us, which is contained in our subconscious mind, that it's safe to let that wall go or break down that wall, and like you said, um which is by the way, not easy to do it's a pro- it's a big process for some people, um as you know, but I think. One way that I will talk to people about this as I'm sure you do too, is you know, yes, yeah, so that served you at the time, and it was your that those um tools you had, those patterns or those protective mechanisms were helping you. But what happens is, you know, over time they stop working so much. and you're like, well, why is I've been doing this my whole life, but all of a sudden it doesn't seem to be helping anymore. And so that's it's like that's because I'm an adult and I have new resources now I have new tools and I can almost you can almost go back and reparent that inner child and say it's okay you you're gonna be okay and we can I'll help you um and you can help me move forward and because I want to expand and and there's actually I do some guided imagery work with people or something called parts therapy where you um, you're really trying to connect with that part that is resisting uh, which is, you know, it's the inner child. Sometimes it's some other, I, we use other other terms potentially that work for the client, but it can be, it can be um, pretty deep, and there can be different parts that have these very valid reasons for wanting to make sure that this, you know, adult version of us is going to be okay. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you're just making me think of a client I just had who
0: is feeling so lonely and really wants to meet a partner. She's had partners that haven't been the best. And so she really wants a partner that's like a like a soulmate, like someone who's going to bring her true joy and happiness. And we started to unpack this and we started to take this feeling of loneliness and just sometimes a technique I do is like put the feeling in a box or some sort of container in front of you sometimes the emotion can be kind of scary. Like, I don't want to feel it even though people are feeling it all the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then once we get all the feelings in the box, then I have them ba- bring the box to their energy body and then fully feel it. Like, And we can only really fully and completely feel an emotion for about 90 seconds because we feel them in waves. Mm. But what happens is we put, tend to put, as you know, these our feelings on a low simmer. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're not right. really fully feeling them, but we're just feeling them constantly, yeah. like anxiety or stress or whatever, at like 15%. <laughs> so it's the process of saying, I'm going to give myself permission to feel this 100% Yeah, and then release it. Yeah. And she would not put her feelings of loneliness in the box. Interesting. Cuz she was so attached to him. Yes. And she had been wearing that feeling on that low simmer for her entire life. Yeah. Ever since she was a kid. Yep. Isn't it fascinating? So fascinating. Mm-hmm. So it's the process of then, all right, put a percentage, you know, put whatever feels safe into the box. Yes. And Brilliant. let's go from there. And the yep. next time we're going to put in just a little bit more. Did it help? Her? Oh yes. <laughs> and just the fact that she had this awareness was like mind blowing for her that she was so unhappy being lonely, but yet when push came to shove, she wasn't gonna give away yeah, her loneliness. It was familiar to her. Exactly. Uncomfortable, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So 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 fascinating. Yeah, it's amazing. It is so amazing. So let's get back to women entrepreneurs, this are the spiritual entrepreneurs, soul guided. Let's say you get a soul-guided entrepreneur that comes to you and is like, oh, Rachel, I'm efforting and I'm putting all this stuff out there. My business is just flat. Like it just isn't growing and I'm efforting and efforting and efforting. And obviously every person is going to be different and have their whole different thing. But getting back to tools, and you've mentioned a lot of tools, what are some practical tools you would give them to possibly release something that's going on inside that would help them, their outer world, start to see the
1: growth that they want to see. Well, the first thing that popped in my mind when you started talking about that was, this isn't necessarily a practical tool, but it could be, <laughs> is what's their vibration like? So, Good one. In, in that word, you know, some people are thinking, well, what does that even mean, my vibration? Um, but it's, if you think about it, that we're always giving off waves of joy, of compassion or maybe of you know sadness anger and of course it's tricky to we can't always be happy all the time in fact it's impossible to be happy all the time but if we are plagued by self-doubt and thoughts of you know i'm never going to make enough money or no i'm never you know clients don't come to me or those negative thoughts that really aren't 100% true anyway that can really drag us down and we are in this age of awakening In our planet and people are much more intuitive now in a marketing perspective than ever before and so often people when they choose at least in my experience whether they want to work with somebody or not they don't really know why they just know they just feel like drawn to that person or they feel like they're curious so they're just following this intuitive feeling which they may not identify as such but if 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 As an entrepreneur or a spiritual business person, healer, teacher, whatever it is, if we're in this like real negative stuck place as much as we're – I know some people who (laughs) have done this. I've witnessed it. I've been through this myself. Um, Even though we're doing all the right things, you know, putting all the stuff on social media, putting – working on all our marketing language or whatever. Our website looks great. But there's this heaviness That could be what's affecting our success. Um, So, and and this comes down to also that this word authenticity, which I think is a little bit overused, but in my mind, it's are you being true to who you are? And, or are you trying to be something else, like what somebody else told you, you you know, somebody else is doing, and you think, oh, that looks good. I'm going to try to do that too. And that for me personally, I made that mistake um, early in my business. And I definitely went through some of that. Um, so, again, it comes back to the, pra- well, the practical tools. Um, this is actually a real simple practical tool because, of course, same things I said before, meditation, higher guidance, working through the ego stuff. But here's another, an easy way. Find an instant way to feel joy. So when I was – I remember doing this when I was in a real stuck place in my business a few years ago – I would just jump on trampolines, run up and down the swing set with my kids. <laughs> this sounds silly, but I would do cartwheels. I'd run in the ocean. I'd swim you know, when it was warm out. Um, and that's an instant way to just activate your high, high vibration energy, to feel joy. And then I would try to forget about all my business stuff. And I would just be like, I've done, I put everything, I put all the effort out there. I just have to now trust that. The universe, this is kind of the law of attraction a little bit too, that surrender piece that I just have to trust that my order is being worked on in the restaurant, that I've placed my order so I don't have to go back all the time and, and question if it's working or, you know, um, if people are going to come to me. I just have to trust that that it, it will happen. And if it's not, then there's probably some lesson I'm meant to be learning here. Um, so that, you know, In terms of practical tools, I don't know if that sounds super practical to some people, but there really is a little bit of a formula, um, and it's much more, I, I think I'm probably making it sound, when I use the word formula, much more simplistic than I think it is, but it's connecting with your heart, connecting with whatever intuitive guidance you can receive as to what is right for you. Noticing where there is energy, noticing where there is flow. What are people interested in? What you're doing? What are What are people tell you that you're good at? What do you like doing? If you don't like doing something, but you're doing it, why are you doing it? People aren't. People will pick up on that. So, yeah. Hopefully no. that helps a little.
0: That helps a lot, <laughs> and I love that. And I think that when we get stuck, a uh, response can be over-efforting. Well, I just got to work a little harder and then my numbers will show up. And I love that you, what you said about finding that instant hit of joy um, because I think that just releases so much this... Implies that you were stepping away from your computer. You were, you know, trusting that what you put out there is going to eventually start moving, and now is just not the time, and it's just falling in that. And I talk about soul-guided business growth, and that's how I – that's the heart of my coaching and my business. And, you know, I grew up on a family farm in South Dakota, and growth is not – has dormancy periods. Right. And, you know, things – Take time. They have to go to ground for the the ground is frozen for a while, and then mm. spring comes and it thaws, and then things go to seed, and then you got to water them and uh, fertilize them, and the sun has to hit them. And some things sprout easily, and some things take a lot of care. But it's not always growing, 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 growing. Yeah, that's and a brilliant so, analogy. Thank you. Yeah. And my dad, I talked about this in a previous episode. My father is a obsessed with native grass. <laughs> which huh. is actually pretty cool because there's getting to be less and less native grass in the world. You know, the grass that's never been tilled up, hmm. it's never nothing's it's just natural native sod. It's always been there. And it is fascinating. And um native grass seeds three times in a summer. It's got an early spring an early summer and a late summer. Huh. So back in the day, like if you think in South Dakota when there was like a million bison grazing, they would never graze it all down because it was constantly seeding. And I just love that analogy as hmm. like that is how we we aren't always seeding. We've got a dormancy period. Right. And we've got a growth period. Yeah,
1: we need to rest and go inward and and then we go out just like the moon cycles, just like – Right? The solstices and yeah.
0: A hundred percent. So it is just giving yourself permission to be like, I need to take a break. I'm going to go get a massage. I'm going to go have fun. Right. I'm going to do something for me. And then I love, you've said this a couple of times. I love that returning to your why. When you start getting frustrated and it's like, I'm efforting, efforting, efforting. I'm not getting the results. Why am I doing this? Right. Why is this so important to me? Let me step back from this. What's motivating me? Yeah. And when you return to your why, it's just like, ah, okay, I'm in service to people. I'm not doing this to write sales pages. (laughs) I'm doing this to transform lives. And I think, you know, like a good example, using the marketing example, when people are like, I don't like marketing, like a lot of my clients, I don't like marketing, I feel sleazy, I feel salesy. Well, don't call it marketing, call it connecting. Yep. Sharing Thinking. your light. That's how I say it. <laughs> Beautiful. Sharing your light. Um, look at it as a coffee between old friends. And if you click, then it's just like, hey, you want to go deeper? Yeah. I can take you to the next level. My product, my service could possibly help. And if not, that's cool too. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Right. Right. Not every – we all resonate with different things. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I, I like to put my guests on the spot a little bit because it's, you know, right? right? So are you ready? That's good. I like to ask my guests to leave the listeners with a challenge.
1: If you aren't quieting your mind, because regularly, um, this is my challenge to you. And the reason I'm going to say this is because if, if you were to do one thing that could change your life, it would be developing a habit of creating space in your mind, which is allowing us to separate from those negative patterns of that that ego fear doubt worry negative self-talk stuff. So my challenge to you would be try waking up 3 5 minutes earlier tomorrow morning whenever you're listening to this and just see what happens when you take some time to just I like to call it quieting your mind because the word meditation sometimes can feel like this over this loaded term. So that might mean tonight Look for a podcast or a yeah, a meditation podcast you might like a lot of people I know like calm, which has short free, short meditations. I have some of my podcasts as well, the courageous path, but they're a little bit longer. um find a space you're gonna sit, maybe you just want to listen to music, maybe you just want to have quiet. I do recommend guided if you're a beginner to this because it can be helpful um to have somebody reminding you and maybe tell somebody at your house you're gonna be doing this and just say to yourself I'm just trying this for tomorrow to see how it goes and then notice how your day goes after you quiet your mind for even just a few minutes chances are you're going to feel better and it brings you may notice it will bring clarity to so much of the other stuff we've got going on so that would be that would be my challenge
0: I love that you know what I call <laughs> it I call it going out of your mind <laughs> like, you know, go go ahead and go out of your mind. Totally. And that <laughs> brings you back into the true sanity. <laughs> exactly. So I love that challenge. It's so perfect. And I I absolutely agree. I say this all the time. If there's one thing I can do as a coach, like if I just leave one thing on a client, and that is being helping them to be aware of their thoughts, yes. the thoughts that aren't serving them, and be able to start dissolving those yeah, thoughts. It's life-changing. It is.
1: And getting quiet is the first step in that. Mm-hmm. It is really the first step. Turn off the news. Turn off the radio. <laughs> just Absolutely. Have silence. Not this podcast, though. But
0: <laughs> No, keep this podcast going, but, but turn just, off everything yeah, else.
1: take some breaks sometimes.
0: Exactly. So, Rachel, this has just been such a pleasure for me to chat with you. I love it so much. Could you please mm. tell listeners how they can find you?
1: sure uh, probably the best way would be my website which is soulfulworkconsulting.com uh i mentioned my podcast a few times the courageous path and that's on soundcloud and itunes um and then of course i'm on you know facebook instagram and all those things so
0: nice nice yeah. well uh, i encourage you all to connect with rachel she's amazing i've learned so much in thank this thank you you're so welcome and i've learned so much just listening to you in this Last uh, 30 minutes or so, so it's been a real pleasure. Likewise, Oh, thank you. And thanks again for being here.
1: Thank you so much, Allison. Thanks
0: again to Rachel. Thank you so much for listening. If you're liking this content, then I kindly ask you to hit subscribe wherever you're listening. And if you want some help with this week's challenge from Rachel about quieting your mind, then head over to my website, alisonscammell.com and sign up for my newsletter and you get three free soul guided meditations that will help you do just that quiet your mind so you can hear the whisper of your heart and until next time let's grow there together